Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey guys, this is Alex and PJ, and we have a big announcement. Huge. This is our last episode of TLDR. We are moving on. We're still going to be making radio, and we are still going to be making it together. And TLDR is going to continue. And friends of ours here at the station, some people who you've heard on this show are going to be running it. And we're really excited to see what they do with it. If you want to find us, you can follow us on Twitter. I feel like at this point, if you don't know our Twitter handles, uh, you haven't heard the show before, and this is your last one. So that's weird. But our Twitter handles are A Goldmund and PJ Vote, and you can find us also at pjandalex.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. It has been amazing working with WNYC and being able to make this. Thank you, Kat. Thank you to our first and only intern, Ethan Cheel. We're really excited to keep making radio, and we're really excited to see where TLDR goes. Oh, uh, here's the episode, by the way. In the late 90s, through no real fault of her own, Leah Reich found herself advisor-in-chief to thousands of lonely teenage boys. At the time, Leah wrote for a video game website called IGN. IGN was one of the most popular entertainment websites on the internet, if you happen to be a 13- to 18-year-old boy. It had started out mostly as a place to read about video games, but then expanded into a series of websites that together served as a kind of lifestyle magazine for young nerds. There was sci-fi, there was video games. The guy who did Babe of the Day sat next to me. There was all the things that supposedly dudes were into, but it was a very particular kind of dude. That particular kind of dude was me. A nerd in the last few years before being a nerd really had any kind of social cachet. Remember the scene in Empire Strikes Back where Darth Vader turns Han Solo into a living carbonite statue? Hey, listen to me! Chewie! Chewie, this won't help me! You can buy replicas of that statue. They were $6,999. And I used to lie awake at night, literally unable to sleep, fixing about how I could afford one. Save your strength. There'll be another time. The princess, you have to take care of her. You hear me? Huh? I was 13 years old, and for the next two years, I read Leah every day. Although in my head, I always pronounced it Leia, like the princess. She'd start out running the site's mailbag column, mostly chatting with readers about new video games or records. But because she was the only woman on the masthead, Nervous young boys started asking her nervous young boy questions. She remembers the first one. Someone said, you seem really cool, and I don't have anyone else to ask this, so I'm just going to try, and I'm going to ask you about a girl. Teenagers organized their entire lives around just trying to avoid embarrassment, and IGN was a pretty sarcastic magazine. There was no reason to think that a question like this would go over very well. And I do remember thinking, you have a choice. I could have fun with this letter at the expense of the writer, or I could answer him. Because why not? And I probably should, because he wrote me, and that was brave. And also, I was like, these are like 14-year-old boys. I mean, they can be little jerks in the worst way, and be big jerks in the worst way, but I thought, you know, maybe they cannot be. Many, many more followed. Some from girls, most from boys. Boys who were gay, boys who were suicidal, boys who were just lonely. Here's a not atypical one. 
I just love this girl at school. She knows I love her. I've sent her cards and even paid $40 on the internet to get her phone number. But there's one problem. She does not even like me a little. For any letters that required medical advice, Leah would go to her mom, who was a doctor, to make sure she got it right. But what made reading Leah so good was that she wasn't an expert. She was just a person who we felt like maybe we could be friends with one day. You could ask her about really anything. Like a 15-year-old who would write and say, I think I got my girlfriend pregnant and I don't know what to do. And then I would take that opportunity to say, okay, so you're 15. You think your girlfriend's pregnant. Here's the thing about sex. Sex is awesome. It's totally great. But like sex is not just about what you do while you're having sex. Sex is also about feelings. It's about possible repercussions. It's about health. And maybe if you're 15, you need to decide whether you're adult enough to do all of the parts around sex, not just the sex part. And the 15-year-old emailed me after the fact. He said, you know, we got a test and we talked to her parents and all this stuff. Turned out she wasn't pregnant, but I thought about everything else you said, and I think you're right. I don't think I'm ready to handle it. So we're going to take a break and not have sex for a while. Leah was 24 years old, writing for a video game website. The demand for advice was so high that the mailbag column got a new name, Ask Leah. But then the questions overran Ask Leah, so she had to make spinoff columns. Tough Love, which was advice about the heavy stuff, eating disorders or cutting. And What's Up With My Penis, which was exactly what it sounds like. Nervous teenage boys asking about bumps, rashes, whether unorthodox masturbation techniques were causing them irreparable damage. I finally wrote in when I was 14. I was so nervous. I was jumping into this conversation that I'd been eavesdropping on for what felt like forever. And it was a really intimate conversation. January 5th, 2000. That particular Ask Leah column is called Beauty and the Nerd, Can the Geek Get the Girl? Uh, Today's What's Up With My Penis was Remember the Penis is Not Indestructible. And there was a new Tough Love um, about STD confusion. So it was a really busy time on the corner of the internet. And then there was mine. You actually were trying to help another reader about a problem he was having with his email. What was... <laughs> oh, man. He said, uh, not to sound like a nerd or anything, even though this took me forever to figure out, but the thing he said about the problem with his email program, the insert key toggles that feature on and off for your CPU. And then you signed it McFly. Oh. <laughs> but that's fine. You were being helpful. And then I said, hey, thanks. You don't sound like a nerd, but even if you did, no one here would mind. I remember reading the column and seeing my letter, how scary and exciting that was. Like being called on by a teacher who knows you have the right answer, even though you've been too shy to raise your hand. And that teacher happened to be the coolest girl in the world. And she was telling me it was okay to be a dork. It wasn't the first time I'd heard that. It just meant more coming from her. In real life, I spent my days at an all-boys school, where the official people in charge of giving us advice about teen issues were gym teachers. About sex, one of them told us that his buddy had broken his penis while having it, and we should be careful not to make the same mistake. About depression, another said that people who slit their wrists were idiots. If you did want to kill yourself, our teacher said, the veins in your thighs are where all the blood is. It just made more sense to listen to Leah. Leah's columns made you feel like there was a better world beyond junior high. One of the most memorable things was when a 15-year-old girl wrote me and said she should get breast implants. Leah gave the girl advice, good advice, 
about how at 15, you don't even know how your body's going to change or how you'll feel about it later. And that was probably a good idea to wait. And then she did something crazy. I said, part two is going to be tomorrow. And I said, I am going to open this up to everyone. And I want you guys to write me and tell me what you think. It was a very risky proposition. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because it's teenage boys. (laughs) But I also felt like it was the smartest thing I could do at the time. And I mean, I still believe this because it was me saying, I respect that you guys are decent people who are not going to be little little jerk-offs. And I want to give all of us this chance to have this conversation because this isn't just about me telling her what to do. This is about her saying, like, I'm 15, you're all 15. You all seem to think that, like, these women with their big hooters are, like, the end-all be-all. What, what do I do? For the most part, the responses were really good. I mean, they were like, I have a girlfriend and she's pretty flat, but I think she's really great. And I think she's super, you know, attractive and here's why. And it, they were sort of coming to the defense of what I'd said, which is that when someone loves you, the point of loving someone is not that you think they're flawless in every single way, but it's like you love what is attached to them. Leah had managed to do the impossible, corral a bunch of teenage boys into having a reasonable, mature, thoughtful conversation about boobs. All right, we're back on our phone line. Leah. The columns were a big hit for IGN, so Leah was sent on a national publicity tour which is how she ended up on the Opie and Anthony show. And uh, your website is one of the most uh, popular for guys on the internet, right? Yeah, it is. It's huge. Are you a lesbian, Leah? It was literally the worst 72 minutes ever. That's personal information, and I don't really give that out. That's yes. Okay. Well, then you're bisexual. That's okay, right? Hey. All right, so you get a ton of hits. A lot of guys uh, go there for advice. Yep. And uh, I'm sure you get a lot of weird questions. I get the best questions on earth. Yeah? It was them having their listeners call in and ask me terrible things. Uh, We have Mike Tyson checking in. I apologize. Hi, Leah. I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. I used to have this problem with Robin Gibbons. The bitch couldn't take a punch. Where is the best place to punch a bitch where I could have sex with her yet she would not file charges of rape against me? Dwayne Johnson, The Rock had walked out of an Opie and Anthony interview the week before. But, like, he's a movie star, right? I'm Leah. I'm 25, and I write about, like, sex and advice for video gamers. And they have my email address because they've given it out, like, 17 times at this point. And if I walk up in a huff, my inbox will explode, and it will be a living nightmare. So I thought, I just have to stick it out. Goddamn uterus, is that where you punch? Or in the, because she had a glass jaw. I punch her and she go out like a light. That is the worst thing I've ever heard, ever. (laughs) The show finally ends and she goes home. And then the emails come. All of their listeners started emailing me. And all of them started asking for advice. And that was really what told me that No matter how gross everyone is, no matter how much they all want to laugh at everybody else, when it comes to your own problem, you want someone to take it seriously. That's what it comes down to. Leah wrote for IGN for two and a half years, then got laid off in the first internet bust. She went to grad school, and for a long time she didn't miss her life as a sex columnist for young nerds. She'd written nearly 1,500 articles, and how many times can you tell an anonymous 16-year-old that they have acne, not herpes? before you get exhausted. But she misses it now. I remember one letter that was really great was that a kid wrote me and said, I've never written you for advice. But I've read everything you've written and I've taken all your advice and um, thought a lot about confidence. I've never talked to really girls at all. I don't have any girlfriends. 
But I went up to a girl who I've liked for a long time, and I, and I asked her to homecoming, and I have my very first date ever. I was thinking that there's a constant in the universe of lonely, confused teenagers. Like, they will always be with us. And if I'd been 14 in 2014, maybe if I'd looked for advice about girls or sex, I would have found men's rights activists or, like, stumbled into, like, a Tumblr discussion of social justice stuff. And you should not have been such a good... Like, it shouldn't have been there. It feels very lucky. I feel lucky and I also feel sad that I I don't know how to replicate it or bring it back. I mean, I got a lot of stupid letters from a lot of little jerks that were like, you're ugly, you're dumb. You know, I mean, of course I got little trolley emails. I mean, the internet has always and will always be the internet. And 14-year-old boys are never going to change. But I feel like it was a moment and a time where there wasn't so much out there that was clamoring for everyone's attention. I think one of the things that it also tells me is that there are places for quieter voices. Not that, like, I was always quiet. I mean, I was funny, and we had fun, and we joked around. But that quieter sort of like, hey, we can talk about stuff. We're here to have an understanding or to figure some stuff out. Um, we will take some hard lines when we have to, but we are not. that's not the, the role of this. Where This is to not be awful to each other. And I helped some guy get a date to homecoming. TLDR was produced by Alex Goldman and me, PJ Vogt. Our executive producer is Kat Rogers. Our engineer is Jen Munson. And our intern is Ethan Cheel. Whatever the category is above special, that category of thanks this week to Starley Kine. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And if you want to see some of Leah's old columns, we have a link on our website, tldr.onthemedia.org. We are TLDR. Imagination ain't kind